0: Hey you, welcome to the Christian Life Coaching Podcast for weight loss. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, just a quick upfront announcement to let you know that the following podcast is really intended for um, mature audiences. I don't I don't go off the deep end saying all the bad things, but the topic isn't necessarily one that you might want to have younger ears uh, tuning into. So have a good day and on to the show. Hey you, and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about how, how I've kind of strengthened myself against the impulses of food, the reality of living in this world, uh, the, the ability of strengthened myself to be able to be strong around temptation. So we're going to be talking about controlling the impulses around food and I'm going to share something that I don't think I've ever shared outside of my weight loss program, outside of the Seekers Method. And it's the connection that I see in the Bible regarding the similarities between sexual sin and lust of the flesh that lead us to overeat. So if you haven't determined by now, this is a mature audience only episode. (laughs) You see, in my observation, I see and I believe most others would also see an absolute connection between people with drug addictions and people with food addictions. And that's typically something that most people willingly agree upon. We know that you can be an addict. You can be an addict to food. You can also be an addict to a drug. Um, we're able to see how, you know, we can be addicted to things. and. In that similarity, how you can be addicted to both food and drugs, in that similarity, we're able to see how drugs and then even food are both a sin against the body. It harms the body and it in both cases actually even leads to death. I mean, let's face it, whether it's a death death of a goal, death of your health, or even just overall death. Um, so we're able to easily see that sin against our bodies leads to death. But now I'm going to share with you how I see the connection to sexual temptation and sin and food temptation and sin, just like a food and a drug, how they light up our desire for the food or drug because, because of an impulse or an addiction to the addictive properties of the drug or the food. The same is true with food and sex. Food and sex are both a lust of the flesh that begins with a suggestion, which lends to an impulse, which leads to a sin against our body. Now, trust me, I know this isn't a fun topic. It's not pretty and it certainly isn't kid friendly, (laughs) but I see the connection. And I've personally been made free by recognizing the power in that connection and leveraging the strength of if I can be strong in this area, I can also be strong in this area using what I know and seeing and, and what I see in this connection, I'm able to see that if I can say no in my mind to the idea of another man or the ideas that might be presented to me through just a suggestive television commercial about how, how a man should look and what that means. Even to me as a married woman, I can have the same authority over my thoughts, when attempting food is suggested to my mind. So what I'm trying to do um, is paint a picture here for you that I can be in a situation where I see a suggestive commercial on TV and I see how the world tells me that women should respond to that, but I'm able to take my thoughts captive in that context. I'm able to have, if I'm able to have authority over that and say, Oh, you know, I'm a grown woman. I'm a Christian woman. I don't act that way. I can apply that also to food. So both, both suggestions, sexual and food, you know, both sexual suggestions and food suggestions are lust of the flesh and both are sins against the body. Like I mentioned now, but, and however, <laughs> 1 Thessalonians four three says that God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. So the question becomes, how can you be holy in an unholy world and stop the cycle of cheating even on your diet? I mean, if, if we're able to see how to not cheat on our spouse, how can we take that same lesson and apply it on how not to cheat on our diet. I mean, it's easy to see how to do this when the topic is of sexual sin. We can easily turn that off or ignore that or walk away from it or even avoid it altogether. But how do you apply this to yourself with weight loss? And how does what you even eat even matter here? I mean, let's face it. We're just talking about eating wrong foods. We're not talking about adultery when we're talking about cheating on your diet and that's true but we are talking about sin and God cannot be around sin. God is holy and he made us to be holy and Jesus came to remove our sin so that we can that we can again be made holy to be in God's presence not just in heaven but even now. I mean do you really think that God excuses our sin if it's just a McDonald's cheeseburger? I think he sees sin as sin. And the way that it in the way that sin weakens us and keeps us stuck and keeps us being mastered by the things of this world and usually if we practice sinning in one area we begin to build a sin tolerance where we let it in we let sin in in all of in many different areas in our lives we do after all get good at whatever it is that we are practicing and for me I was a sin practitioner, full disclosure. And I didn't even realize it when I was in it. My desire to be thin was so great that God wasn't even on my radar with weight loss. And then my desire to be thin nearly edged him out completely. I was consumed by flavor, by cravings, by taste, by satiety. And that led me even to the next thing, which was alcohol. And because whatever I consumed immediately made me feel good or better, I loved that fast response. I wanted it until I needed more. And I found myself then in a position where I was taking antidepressants daily, which led ultimately to bigger fat pants. (laughs) See, how I was practicing sin, um, it led me to getting so good at being sinful, of just walking in my sinful nature until I was simply I was simply in bigger fat pants. I just really was. And that all was my reality until God, until God woke me up and told me what sin was. He showed me where it lived in my life and he shined a light on, on, on his intention for my life. His intention is to make me holy. His intention is to make you holy. And I now know that holiness is not a state of being that I can simply manufacture with just a little bit of hard work, you know, day after day um, and constantly doing good things and walking yet while walking in a constant fear of failure. No, holiness cannot live in that thought pattern, just like weight loss cannot live there. We've all tried to make weight loss happen by simply following a diet, but our sin nature, our lusts of the flesh, our cravings, they always get in the way. Do you agree with that? Do you find yourself living in that world? The same can be true for somebody with a struggle with sexual desire. I have to be honest with you. I feel so wrong, even talking about this subject. It just makes me feel a little bit icky, (laughs) but I'm not a slave to my feelings anymore. God wants this message out there. I feel like it just needs to be said. So if God's will is to make us holy, That can only happen in the process of living the Christian life in all areas, in all ways in your life. And it starts by accepting what sin is, according to James 4.17. And seeing that sin, according to James 4.17, sin is when you know what you should do and you don't do it. And seeing how sin in one area affects our lives in all areas and it keeps us from being holy. So let's look back for a quick sec. At the last time that you cheated on your diet on your meal plan you can look back and you can start to see the the negative effects it had on your weight loss journey the cascading negative effects how it may have even led you to the death of successfully even losing weight after all the wages of sin as you know is death yet if you were to imagine that exact same scenario when you cheated on your meal plan the last time, if you were to imagine that exact same scenario where you saw that temptation that led you to cheat on your meal plan, you saw it instead as sin and you opted not to give into it. You could probably then see how it would have had a pro- a positive effect in your life. You could have, it could, and how it could have stopped, the cycle of sin, because usually when you start to go off path, you just go off path. And so I want you to just think back about that situation when you gave into temptation last and just imagine in your mind's eye, if you would have seen that temptation for what it is, for what it was as sin and how, if you would have just been able to see it for what it is, how it could have led you down a different path and how it could have stopped the cycle of sin, even in weight loss on your weight loss journey. And that's that second scenario. You can imagine the path of freedom that might have unfolded had you just stopped and saw the cheating and saw the temptation for what it was for seeing it as sin. So first Thessalonians four, four and five tells us that when you seek God's will to be made holy and to avoid even sexual sin, you can apply that to weight loss. And when you do that, then the the scripture goes on to say that when you do that, then you will have control over your body and live in holiness and in honor, not in lustful passion. Sexual desire and a desire for certain foods, foods, both elicit a hormonal response that makes it hard to control your actions. The only way to stop the power of a hormonal response is to stop sending energy to it. The energy that you send to it is from your thoughts. Your thoughts about the temptation, whatever it might be, is how you give energy to it. The thoughts alone are not sin, obviously. I mean, but your body is just one system. So when you find yourself even entertaining, and this is the energy I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some woo-woo energy. But even when your thoughts entertain the food, whatever it is, um, that's you actually stimulating the idea behind it. That's you actually finding yourself entertaining the thought about the food as soon as that happens you take it captive then you'll never stop the cycle of constantly being a prisoner in your own life if you don't take your thoughts captive right then so stop the thought the minute you see it coming in You're gonna be around temptation everywhere in this life. This isn't about you creating a perfect universe where temptation doesn't exist. You need to be made stronger so that you can be in a world where temptation is all around you. You're gonna be around temptation everywhere. You can't control the circumstances of your life. So what you need to learn to do is to take control of the one thing you have authority of, and that is your thoughts. Situations are gonna happen. In your life where you're going to be around the smell of for example deep fried foods right <laughs> deep fried foods live in this world and they always in my humble opinion smell amazing They're gonna be in this world, just like commercials that you see on TV are going to be there or the commercials on movies or just even people in movies, you know, eating all the foods, all the things, all of the options even listed on a menu at a restaurant, all of these things can be temptations and they start out as a circumstance that leads to a thought and that's where you start to get in trouble. You can't control your circumstances, right? I mean, you live in the world But you do have control the minute the thought or even the suggestion enters your mind because your thoughts will lead you to a feeling which has the ability to trigger a hormonal response. And that if left unchecked can lead you to a sin which could spiral you out of control. It makes your reaction so hard to control because of the hormonal responses that it elicits in your body. And this can lead to the action of a sinful indulgence, which is a slippery slope. And there you go, spiraling out of control. So do you see how lust of the flesh, whether it's a desire for food or a desire in another area, do you see how your lust of the flesh in the realm and the space of food is a cousin to sexual sin? First, uh, First Thessalonians 4, 3 through 5 says that God's will is for you to be holy like i've said with you said to you already 3 times so far to stay away from sin and that and that then only then by staying away from sin will you have control over your body and live in holiness and live in honor it starts with realizing that your cravings are no no exception they're not exempt here Your cravings are a lustful desire to eat something that you shouldn't eat at that point in time, which qualifies it as a sin to you, according to James 4.17. If you truly want to learn how to take your thoughts captive and to make them obedient to God's word and to step into being the master over your flesh, then you need to see that your control resides in your mind with your thoughts. The minute the temptation, the tempting thought enters your mind, that is when you have authority over it. Your active control needs to happen when you see the sin walk into the room in the form of a French fry. Okay. When you see it walk in, in the form of temptation, as soon as temptation enters your thoughts, see the sin in it and change direction, pray and seek the word of God, Um, even speak the Word of God, rather, to it, or even just leave the situation. Then you will find yourself living to be made holy, even in weight loss. Now, if you're interested, um, obviously what I just did for you was I filmed the recording of my podcast, which is called "Even in Weight Loss" with Sherry Capilla. If you're new to me, my like I mentioned, my name is Sherry Capilla, and I'm a Christian life coach, and I have a weight loss program called the Seekers Method. It's not open year round; it's only opened on occasion. Um, but you can go to my website, SherryCapilla.com, or you can even go to theSeekersMethod.com. Put yourself on a waitlist waitlist um, to find out the next time that we open up enrollment. You're going to find that if you are somebody who finds that you don't necessarily have a weight loss problem, you just have a thought problem, you just have an, an inability to stay obedient to a meal plan, the Seekers Method might be the thing for you. I also have something called um, the Seekers, the Seven Days Seekers Method Experience, and it's where you can go to my website